Hey, welcome to the Street Shots podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. Today's episode is called Birth of an Image, right? Right. Sort of like Birth of a Nation, but Birth of an Image. Very, you said grandiose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need some orchestral music in the background. Oh, I can put some orchestral, <laughs> put some music in. Yeah, do that. So, Birth of an Image. You, you came up with this idea for this show. I liked it. Why don't you start? Okay. Well, you know, we... Um, well, wait, what do you mean by birth of an image? So what is that? Yeah. Well, I, I think now we're, we're getting deeper into the creative process of photography itself of, and, and the kind of photography that you and I like to do, Antonio, you know, walking around, seeing real life, sometimes on the street, whether it's in the park, I mean, city, city stuff. But we're really talking about Something similar to what we covered when we talked about what you see is what you get, sort of the, there's a gap between something catches your eye and then you take that picture and later you look at it and you say, did, did I do justice to what I saw? So now we're talking about that, that whole process. But I think as we know from experience, as, as we take more and more images, you, we start to see as if we're looking through a camera. And so there's not such a huge gap between what you see and, and what you get. And, and there's, there's a real artistry to that, and it's fun and contagious. And I think people at every level of photography are engaged in this in some way. People are walking around and saying, wow, that looks really cool. I want to try to take a picture of that. And so when we're talking about the birth of an image, we're talking about... As, as we go around and we're shooting and, you know, what kinds of things are we looking for? What sorts of situations do we feel lend themselves to really producing an image that uh, if somebody looks at it, they're, they're going to want to look at it for three or four or five seconds. They're not just going to glance at it and say, oh, yeah, you know, a, a photograph. They're going to say, wow, you know, there's something's going on here. And so... In a way, we're trying to answer that question. What's, what's going on when an image has been produced? And so, so let's try to talk about that process from the conception of the image when we're out walking around. So you're the, talking about almost not pre-visualizing, not, not pre-visualization. Like, well, it kind of is, you know. It's looking, it's looking at things and seeing things that you want to photograph and having a sense of what that, that finished image is going to look like. And, I mean, granted, what we said in the earlier podcast, what you see is what you get, there's not always a direct correlation. I mean, that's part of the fun and challenge of photography is that oftentimes there is a, a gap. And sometimes what you get is way more interesting than what you originally saw. And we talked about how it's really important to trust your gut instinct and if you have an intuition to take an image take it because you know you may not be fully consciously aware of what that image represents until you see it later you know i have this favorite image of mine that i think speaks to these kinds of things i, I was walking around in battery street park and it was i think it was late afternoon really dramatic light and there happened to be a lone person standing looking out towards the water and there was just something powerful about the way the, the light was cascading through these clouds and this lone figure and 
the fact that the, the, the person, I believe it was a man, he had his back to me. He was kind of far away, and I think I, I had some sort of telephoto lens on at the time. I, I wasn't real close. It was a candid shot that I was taking of him, but, but it was really way more about him. It was about the totality, and I think that's, that's what we're talking about, about the birth of an image. I mean, I could walk up and take this guy's picture, but that wouldn't be the same result of, of what I got in that moment because I, I was really creating an image. So I think we're, we're talking about the you know, creative elements that go into pr producing an image when we're out shooting. And when you were shooting that image or about to shoot that image, you had some time to spend to look through the camera, frame it in the way that you would be able to express something with the final creation. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, was the picture symmetrical? Is it not symmetrical? Is it silhouetted? Elements on either side? I mean, you're talking about, you know, a certain way to compose the picture. I'm guessing so that you can express something in the final result. So you're not just going up, you, you saw something, you, you spent some time framing, and the result is what, what you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was one of those times where I had the luxury of taking my time. I mean, had... I, I'm sure we can all relate to those situations where you say, oh, wow, that, that looks like it could really make for a beautiful image. And then as you're raising your camera to your eye, the person turns and walks away or any number of things happen, you know, a bus pulls in front of your field of view. But yeah, that, that happened to be a moment where I had a couple of minutes just to take it all in, to walk to where I wanted to be, to put him where I wanted him to be. I think... I mean, I, I don't always center the subject in an image, but I, I think he was somewhat centered. As I, It's interesting, it'll be interesting to go back and look at this after we've talked about it, because I seem to recall there was more sky than there was ground and water, because the sky was part of what drew me in, was very dramatic, so I, I was trying to capture that. As, as we're talking about this now, I'm thinking I probably had my wide angle on and we're going <laughs> to we're going to do another podcast. Our next one will be specifically on gear and how it can help you get the image that you want to get. But yeah, you're right. I, I had a few time. Uh, I had a little time to, to work with. And unlike situations that you're dealing with and a lot of the street photography that you're doing where something may catch your eye, but you have maybe one or two seconds to actually photograph. Yeah, and, and with the street photography, often a lot of it's left to chance. So there is there is something that I'm seeing and I'm walking by and I'm aware of the capabilities of my camera and the lens and I'm often not seeing the results until later and you know sometimes I do miss the shot. I mean, I do look at the elements that are surrounding people. You know, someone's, you know, there's a place I like to shoot on the corner early in the morning that has those grates the, the gates down over the storefront and so uh -huh. they create a lot of nice horizontal lines uh -huh. and people stand in front of it and I, I think of that as a backdrop and so I'm often trying to walk by somebody like that and use the framing of this gate as sort of a, uh, a boundary in the picture and I shoot them in it while they're waiting usually they're waiting for a bus or something uh -huh. and that's an element and I know I want to capture maybe in a square format or something like that, or have them centered in the shot. I mean, again, because I'm shooting on the sly, I don't always get that shot. Uh -huh. But when I do get it, it's really special. But I'm aware of those I'm aware of those elements. Right, so you're saying it's hit or miss, and there's certainly an element of chance involved when you're just walking by and, you know, shooting for, for a second or two, it just, as you're moving, and yet you're familiar with the area, you know the potential of various elements that are 
in that general region. So even though you're on the fly and you're shooting and there's chance involved, but you're also stacking the deck in your favor by being familiar with that location. Well, you know, that brings up a thought. I mean, we talk about birth of an image. Often we're, we're seeing something many, many times. And uh-huh. you're going back to the place many, many times. And you may not get the picture the first time. Uh-huh. And so this idea of being um, persevering and yeah. going back to the place and going back and like, oh, I didn't get that picture of that person in front. Okay, well, it doesn't mean that, that I'm done. I can go back and recreate it or just keep at it. Right, right. Yes, yeah. so I think that's an aspect of shooting and, and composition and photography in general that because it tends to be the capturing of these fleeting moments, there's a sense that you never get another chance, but sometimes you do. And, and you know, especially if it's in an area that you frequent a lot, you see some of the same people, you can, maybe there's something over by the, uh, by the F train in our neighborhood in the early morning, there's some really interesting things that happen with the light. And, you know, sometimes I, I'll try to shoot that and I, and I won't get it, but, then the next day or another day, I'll be in that same area and I'll remember, oh yeah, the light is really beautiful here in the morning. And last time I, I was using this settings and it didn't quite work. And so I'm gonna try something a little different. And as we've talked about before, sometimes, you know, as, as you get closer to that Zen and the art of archery moment <laughs> of just being in the groove and, and really being prepared to capture something, then something else could happen, that fifth element, so to speak, where all of a sudden you're ready because you're there, you've learned from experience, and then someone new steps into the light or something happens, and and then you get an image that otherwise, had you not put all those earlier efforts into, you wouldn't be able to get it. Yeah, they, I mean, we talk about a birth of an image. It doesn't always happen immediately. It could, right. You know. Right. You could be in labor for a few days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like couples trying to have a child. You know, sometimes they have to try and try and try. <laughs> you know, we're talking about uh, not only is my street photography, you know, with people, but I like shooting a lot of elements in the city, like windows and scenes. And, you know, I'm um, thinking about a shot that I have of this religious figure, Fatima of Florio's, because there was a across the street from Florio's. I think the picture was on Grand Street. Hmm. So... There's this window, and inside there's a figure, uh, a white cloaked woman. And in the background, through the glass, is a building across the street. And what really attracted me at first was the figure, because I love shooting, I love shooting religious figures. So it's, it's something I do a lot of. But then noticing the reflection of the building in the background and aiming my camera and my body in such a way that her head sort of is framed by one of the little um, windows at the top of the building across the street. So the reflection is not just a reflection, it's also an element in the picture. And really paying attention to that framing and making sure that her head was just right in the window. It wasn't just a random shot. It was like spending some time and looking. And sometimes, you you know, because when we can take the picture and you look at the back of the camera, you can get an immediate reaction to it. And you can start looking at it and saying, what's not right? What, what am I not doing in the picture? where you couldn't do that with film days, you had to wait. Um, Uh But the idea is like you keep doing this and you're training yourself. You're looking at all the elements in the the picture. I also decided to make that picture black and white because the color version of it, the the colors were distracting from what I had seen in the picture, which is this white shape and this 
this background of uh, of the building uh-huh. uh, and the reflection and the colors just didn't add to the picture. So the story I wanted to tell, I had to I chose to remove the colors. Right. And, right, and right, it created right. the story that I want. That's sort of like thinking about a picture in black and white, thinking about it in color. How do you want to give birth to the what's your what's your what's the story you're trying to tell? Is it going to be better in color? Is it going to be better in black and white? Or is it going to be good with this element or that element in the picture? You know? Yeah, and that's that's up to you as as the photographer and you as you were describing that the picture that you took of the religious figurine in the window. It sounds like you were you were seeing the black and white essence, sort of like you know uh, a sculptor would see the figure within the marble. You were seeing a black and white image in your mind because you sense that's where the the power was. So you were you were birthing that that black and white image, and eventually, whether you're shooting in a, in a monochrome mode at the time or you desaturate later or, or we we could we could talk about that. I'd, I'd love to hear more of what you have to say about how to how you're creating these beautiful black and white images because they are so powerful. But the point being that we are we're talking about the creative process and really birthing images that involve the the creation of something new. You saw something in the window, and that was the beginning. And then you sensed you felt an urge to create an image based on that. And I love what you did with it. And I think it's important to point out too that because you have experience shooting these religious figures and also photographing things behind glass as a lot of people like to do it's it's fun and it's interesting and when you first start doing it 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 could be really hit or miss to how much of the reflection you get and how much of what's behind the glass and how those things are interacting but the more you do it the, the better you get at it so that when you're in that situation I, I think you just struck a beautiful balance of the religious figurine is just so starkly visible and beautiful and white, but the building is just clear enough. The building that's really behind you, but visible mm-hmm. in the glass, mm-hmm. is is clear enough so that you can make it out, and it it screams, you know, urban environment and city, but the heart of it is that figure. You think about, uh, you know, the birth of an image. As you were saying this, I'm realizing that the camera and the, the act of taking the picture is helping me to see better, you know? So I'm like, wow, you know, you actually learn something from your children. You know, the pictures are my children. Right. And you look, I, I look at that and I learn for the next time that I go to make a similar shot, you know, that I'm, that I'm taking something from what I've already done, learning from it and storing that as experience and creating something new from it. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I think that needs to be emphasized that creation of something new is goes back to what you see and what you get that we oftentimes have a sense of what it is we're trying to do but there's that really satisfying exhilarating moment where you ultimately see what you have created and that could also involve that post-production process of fine-tuning something but ultimately it's it's an image that didn't exist before and has come into existence because something caught your eye and and so you brought all of your creative skills to bear and then when you see it even though you're in a certain sense the creator of it it's now kind of this independent work of art that just exists and I, I think that's really fascinating what you said about your children can teach you that you look at these the, mm-hmm. your own creation and it can say things to you creatively artistically that then 
feed back into your ongoing creative process. Yeah, I get the sense with the, some of the street photography that I'm doing, it's becoming that kind of yeah. situation. I started shooting street photography and it's like learning more things about people and how to photograph them and it's feeding into more and more and more. But yeah, so, and it seems to be going deeper into yeah. like more, there's more of a, a kind of a vibrant connection with with your subjects, I think, that's kind of emerging as that body of work matures. Part of this is about photography is not random. I mean, it can be random sometimes, uh -huh. but, yeah. but this idea that you go out and we are mappers of light, which is what I think photography means, literally. We map light. So we're out there mapping the light and you're looking at things and you're in control of the situation. I mean, you, you're in control of the photography, not the situation you're taking right, a picture right. of. But if we're just talking about, you know, not a studio setup or something like that, but if uh -huh. you're shooting nature, you're shooting things, you control how the picture is going to look. You're going to control when the light, you know, what the light's going to look like just because when you show up, you have a lot of control over birthing that picture. Right, um, right. Yeah, the time of day that you're out there and what it is that you see and what you're trying to create. I would just say to balance out what we've said about black and white, and I think there's a whole nother podcast there, but that color is, of course, I like to shoot in color, and, and color, I think, can be such an important part of a composition. I, I think it's worth conveying that notion that people will talk about the palette of an image, just the overall combination mm -hmm. of colors yeah. and the its general tone. And if I see something interesting, street art, and somebody's walking by, and the, the colors the person is wearing or matching what's in the background, I, I just think there's endless permutations of that kind of thing. And then more broadly still, there's just the general palette of color that emerges in different situations right now in fall, of course, but all different kinds of lighting and color conditions. But it's I'm going to be the black factor. and white guy and you're going to be the color guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Sounds no, I, I like, you know, I found the, the palette of black and white for my street shooting and it, it doesn't mean that it's for everybody. And it's for me right now. Yeah. Um, oh, it's powerful. And every now and then I'll shoot something in color and, and keep it in color and then convert it to black and white as well and try to live with both of them and see which one I like better, which which of the two children uh -huh. <laughs> I want to keep. <laughs> <laughs> you can always keep them both in I the can keep them both, world, yeah. But... yeah. Well, it looks like, you know, wow, 20 minutes goes by really yeah. quickly. Amazing. I know. I think this has to be like a part one because this is, it seems like a bigger story. Mm -hmm. The birth of a photograph is huge. Yeah. The, the amount of effort and time and we talked about coming into the same place and you know equipment will come into play like the mm -hmm. kind of equipment you want to use to get the picture or knowing your equipment you know reading the manual kind of thing <laughs> i think there's a lot more to this sure discussion. yeah well we're going to get into the gear in our next one yeah so so just to summarize what we're really talking about is the the creative process and and that's what we're all about at switch to manual that as you learn to take more control of your camera you become more powerful in relation to creating the kinds of images that you want to create and composition framing some of the elements of composition that we've talked about today go into that but as you said Antonio it's a bigger subject in our next podcast we're going to be talking about gear and how that pertains to birthing the kind of images that you want to get she's just in time for Christmas right no perfect the holiday <laughs> he wants to buy. no actually for just before the end of the year so everybody can buy equipment and write it off their taxes there you go. Yeah. yeah. Antonio, tell people how to find us. Yeah. We are easily found on Facebook. We like Facebook. Yeah. We enjoy sharing pictures. So we're 
old guys. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're dating ourselves. It's so now. funny to say that Facebook is for old people. It's started by a young guy. Anyway, we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram, oh, Facebook, so switch to manual on Facebook. Our website is switchtomanual.com where you can find links to all of our different social medias. But we're on Instagram at switch, the number two manual. Uh, we're on Twitter, which we tweet a lot at switch, the number two man, uh, switch to manual. And uh, we have a Flickr page that you can get to from our website. So yeah, that's that's birth of a picture. See you next time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, oh, the other thing is, if you if there are any subjects you want us to talk about, email us at info at switchtomanual.com, and uh, we'd like to get some ideas for some more podcasts. So please send in your suggestions. We appreciate it and feedback too. So that's it. I'm Antonio. We'll say goodbye for now. And uh, see you later. Adios.